It is the 40th episode. That's 220 episodes of the American Schmuck. And even though at this point my subscriber base is not very much at all, but that's okay. That's fine. Because I literally don't do any like marketing for this thing. Like none. I don't I don't. Like I, I have a job, I you know, I research stuff and I just literally don't put any other time into uh, the marketing aspect, the back end, the business. Which is a side of things that you must know in any given uh, venture. Let's say you're really good at making, uh, I don't know, uh, chromies for your car, for the, you know, for the tires. You're really good at that. But you also have to know how to sell it. That's another side of things. The business and everything. But you know what? I illogically said, fuck that. And if people like it, I ask nicely to share it if they think it's worth sharing. And, uh, you know, I don't need it to get totally big. I, I mean, ultimately, I would like to do it enough to where I'd support myself financially. And, uh, you know, maybe if I do get a big subscriber base uh, in... They all have a common thing of like, oh, you should, you know, come out with a product or do something or whatever. And if I'm hearing it from like, you know, all bunch of different peoples, then I'd consider it, you know, because that's what people want. But either way, it's the 40th episode and I'm happy to be here. Um, and another unfortunate thing. In regards to this podcast. Other than like, you know, just me not doing any sort of marketing for it. Is this episode is mostly meant for me. In that. In remaining in the habit of making episodes regularly. Because. Well, I mean. All I'm doing is admitting it. I mean, you you listen to any, almost any, uh, uh, you know, talk show on the radio. They got to fill time, you know. They got to do an episode every single day. And they'll bring in, you know, guest hosts and stuff that a lot of times are just garbage. I mean, they just say, like, the low-hanging fruit, you know, just the most obvious things with the most obvious points. Well, socialism doesn't work because you run out of other people's money. You know, just like... Nothing new. Nothing stimulating. And, you know, they'll bring on guests and they'll just blabber about bullshit, you know, back and forth, you know, for a long time, killing time. And, you know, they have to because, you know, they have to do a show for three hours, five days a week. And, you know, I don't even really blame them for that, but... Because, I mean, there's only so much time in between, you know, 
two episodes to research and to, you know, come up with a topic and everything. And, you know, so I don't even really blame him for that. All I'm doing is admitting that this is kind of like that. I mean, of course, there's a bunch of important stuff going on and that I'll cover that is crazy. But it's also like, in my personal life, my mentality in the past, like, you know, pretty much ever since Joe Biden got uh, inaugurated. It's almost like, it's almost, I'm not like there, I'm not like giving up, but it's like, there is a, a, I don't give a fuck type thing going on for me. Like, you see all these executive orders coming out. Um, abortion, you know, U.S. taxpayer abortions for other countries. Uh, amnesty for, like, all the illegal aliens. Uh, I mean, all stuff that's meant to, like, cause harm to the country. But and I'm just kind of like sitting back, like, well, yeah, we've been telling you a lot of you know, and you know I spent like the whole last podcast on kind of the good aspect of all of that is that things are going to get so bad. And it's going to be so obvious that Joe Biden is, like, gone. That he's just, like, he's signing all these executive orders. He doesn't know what the fuck he's signing. There's a video. It's kind of inaudible. I would play it, the audio of it. But it's really kind of hard to hear. But, you know, the subtitles and the news headlines say that Joe Biden was handed a executive order to sign. And he had all his handlers around him. Nancy Pelosi was there and all that. And he was handed the executive order. And he's like, oh, what am I saying? Like, the guy doesn't even know. But the look on his face was obviously like, oh, okay, well, just, you know, okay. And then he signs it. Like, he's obviously, like, just the perfect puppet. The guy doesn't know anything. The guy is gone. You know, he's a fucking half a vegetable. I mean, what a perfect puppet. I mean, this guy is better than, like, Jimmy Carter for a puppet. Like, it's, it's you know, they couldn't have a better president as a puppet for them. But to the rest of the world, it's like, this, you can't be serious here. And I'm sure other countries are like, this is, this is fucking dangerous. This guy. And all the other countries know who the real bad guys are. They know it's not necessarily the American people. They know it's the globalists. They they know it's not Donald Trump. If anything, they respect Donald Trump in that at least he's looking out for the, he was looking out for the country. And you know, he because like you know, geopolitics is just like, you know, street politics. Because they, you know, the countries don't really have a police to call. It's all, it's kind of like, you know, the Wild West. Sure, you have the UN, but the UN is largely, you know, toothless and corrupt. And, you know, that's even meant for like political means in itself. It's not actually meant to keep the world stable so we don't get another World War II. It, I mean, 
I don't think we would have had something like a World War II even if we didn't have uh, the United Nations because we had nukes after that. And suddenly, like, that totally changed warfare altogether. So other, I mean, and we're starting to see this with, you know, like we got France, Germany, and Mexico coming out saying that they're going to like fucking push back on Twitter and big tech because they literally just censored Donald Trump, the president, while he was still president. They literally took him off and censored him. Now that is, if you're like a power player on the world stage, that's got to be scary to you. If they can do that to the Amer- that like probably the toughest American president, you know, next to maybe some of our founding fathers and maybe uh, Abraham Lincoln or something. But yeah, they, you know, how the fuck? You, you, like, okay, this is scary. If they can get away with this, they can just totally run the propaganda in our country and totally shape the the culture and the political thinking in our country. Which is scary. Because, yeah. And what makes this episode even better is that I have been drinking... Yes, guys. So, who knows what I am going to be doing. I might belch. You'll definitely hear the uh, uh, periodic uh, me setting the glass bottle down on the desk here, the wooden desk, which has the boom arm screwed into it which has a microphone on it, so you'll definitely be hearing that. Oh, gosh. But they, but there's some crazy... Sh- I mean, all right, the vaccines, right? Of course, liberals, liberals are going to get the vaccines and flaunt it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I got Tinder, okay? And, you know, I was swiping, blah, blah, blah. And I literally, you know, there's tons of lefties on Tinder. ACAB, BLM, you know, fucking all that shit. And you know, I don't know why I have Tinder. I can't even fucking stand, like, probably 90% of the girls on there. Like, they just, I, I, you know, they could be hot, but they're like, you know, they got their tongue sticking out and their, like, fucking eyes all, like, you know, behind their head, looking, like, just retarded. And they always have those, like, u- ugly-ass, like, creeper, like, 80s police, uh, police sketch, like, aviator glasses on. Ugliest glasses. I mean, like, and they got the dumbest tattoos. I mean, I just, don't even get me started. It's like, okay, you're a good-looking girl, and why are you, why are you fucking yourself up? I mean, you're, you, anyway. So, I was on Tinder, and I literally saw, I'm not kidding. A girl who had a picture on Tinder of her getting the COVID-19 vaccine. 
I mean, like, on a level, it's like, that's not surprising. I mean, during the whole summer, you know, you would see on Tinder, like, all the girls at the protests, and it, it's just insane. Like, they just go to, to these, like, protests and riots just to, like, take selfies. It's, it, it's so virtue signaling. Like, it's just, it's so obvious, but they have no idea. They got no idea. What, like, the total lack of self-awareness on these people while claiming that they're, like, the most self-aware people on the planet is just, it, it, it will make you insane. But it's obvious, too. It's just, of course they're going to say they're self-aware. Because that's what you say when you want to virtue signal. And, okay, so people are getting these COVID shots. Killing themselves. And I know I've said this. I mentioned it a couple months ago. I think it was back in December around Christmas time. That's not a couple months ago. Anyway, middle of December or, you know, around Christmas time, I was listening on the local radio. I was on my way to visit some family, and uh, Joe Pags was on. You know, I never heard of this guy before. You know, he just popped up on on uh, my local radio station. And it was a Friday, I remember, and there was... Uh, a guest host. And at the time, there was all the talk about, um, like, the a, a next round of stimulus. Like, all the, the stimulus debate in, in Congress and how it's been deadlocked and everything. And, you know, how are we going to negotiate? The people need the money, blah, blah, blah. And they said, this guy, he kind of, like, talked about it as if, like, he just, like, suddenly impromptu, like, came up with the idea. And this is another one of those, like, hosts that I was talking about a minute ago that just don't even say shit. Just, just, just say the, you know, the regular fucking talking points, just the regular, like, you know, pussy, you know, GOP garbage. Just milk toast, no, no teeth, no uh, oomph, no soul. No heart, just say a couple things, be on the, you know, the show for a few hours and then collect a paycheck. We'll call you next time we need you. And he says, well, you know what? I, I get both sides where it's fiscally irresponsible to do another paycheck to all Americans. But we also need to... You know, people, if if the vaccine comes out, I understand health freedom. I understand. But I know, I, 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 I'm going to take the vaccine. I will, I'm the, you know what? I'll say it. I'm going to be the first in line when the vaccine comes out. You know what? And because this is like the good thing. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then he's like, well, here, how about we have a compromise with the Democrats here? People, and he was sounding like, he was like, just, being fair-minded, and it was just something off the top of his head. I can't really recreate it. And he goes like, well, how about we give the stimulus to people who take the vaccine? 
that's a requirement or you know for taking the vac or to getting the stimulus. I think that's fair. It's a public good and he was and this is coming from like a somebody supposedly from the right, you know. And so there was chatter of that for a long time. They're going to make you take the vaccine in order to get the stimulus. And which is part of the reason why a, a consideration maybe Trump had for the measly like $600 stimulus was that at least they get something and not have to take the vaccine in order to get something. Because if we get something, you know, if, God forbid, Joe Biden gets in, in which he did, they're going to have a stimulus, and they're going to pass it right away, but you sure as shit, they're going to attach the fucking vaccine to it. And where is this? (sighs) Where do we go? Where do we go? This is on InfoWars. And uh, from Jamie White, which I've read a few of her articles. She's very good. She's very good. Uh, Steve Rivers, a Republican out of Ohio, floats what amounts to vaccination coercion by threatening to withhold stimulus unless recipients take the COVID-19 jab. And I haven't really seen this reported on anywhere else because... A lot of other news agencies, other than from what I'm aware of, either InfoWars or maybe Zero Hedge are brave enough to take on the vaccine. And there's that little wiggle room, kind of like like uh, in the political narrative, where you can attack the vaccine. And it's that, it, it, it's just a freedom thing. Where you, you can't force someone to take a vaccine. And one, it's not even a vaccine. You don't know anything about it. The, the shit changes your fucking genetic structure. I mean... The, the, I mean, you, you, the list is on and on, goes on and on about, you know, the danger of this stuff. And, like, how it's like an actual weapon. Created by fucking DARPA. Funded by Bill Gates. Who wants to kill, like, half of the planet. So, yeah... There's probably some healthy skepticism when it comes to vaccines from these people. But aside from that, it's also, you just don't, you, you, it's, it's, you, 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 you come at it with the argument of, you give people a choice. You can't force somebody to like take a fucking shot, literally raped, penetrated, I mean, it, it, in, and so that's like the total like wiggle room. I think any news agency should have because if you say you're against vaccines and suddenly you're against doing something from the pandemic, and then now you get all the blame for all the deaths of it from the whole media, and you don't want that. So. Republican congressman says he agrees with with uh, doling out $1,400 stimulus checks to Americans, but only on the condition that they take the COVID-19 vaccine. 
Representative Steve Stivers, Ohio, said Thursday that he wants Joe Biden to make economic stimulus payments available only to people who get vaccinated. And so now they're going to talk about this is bipartisan and, you know, it's all sugary and fucking life is great. Even though Joe Biden's saying there's no hope for the fucking COVID-19. Uh, it's going to stick around. The UK said that the lockdowns are going to remain until like June. And so, but I know I've said this before, you know, like you can see this coming. It's going to be coming from the fucking Republicans. But luckily, just in time where Donald Trump is floating and trying to put into the works a Patriot Party. And like I had a quick flash, a quick vision of how this like Patriot Party would end up like being. It'll be like an actual like American like resolve party. It won't be a war party. It won't be the Libertarian Party. It'll be Libertarian-ish. It'll be much more Libertarian than what even the Libertarians are. But it'll have teeth. And it'll be, you know, pragmatic. And it'll have an actual, like, reflection of America to it. Like, a, a, of Americana. Of, like, modern, like, ruggedness. It will be actually able to take on the Democrat Party because they won't be pussies. But we just think they're pussies. They're, they're made to be pussies. They're like fake opposition, the Republicans. Mitt Romney, you know, you name it. Your average Republican is all about, like, we need to bar- bipartisan the fucking uh, COVID-19 you know, vaccine. Roll that out. Support the lockdowns. And it sucks seeing, like, Republican governors, like, having to, like, bend to the media and other governors. Because I remember it was, like, up until, like, September September or October in Iowa, state south from here. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. See, told you I'm going to belch. A state south from here. They were saying, you know, uh, Minnesota is having all these, like, this big uptick in COVID cases because Iowa doesn't have a mask mandate, South Dakota doesn't have a mask mandate, North Dakota doesn't have a mask mandate, and they don't have all the lockdowns and everything. So, of course, everybody with COVID in those states is just going to Minnesota. That's the logic there. They're just, you know, they just, they're not spreading it in their own states. I mean, like, anyway, so the, the governor of Iowa, I forget her name, capitulated and just implemented a kind of ornamental, like, mask mandate. Didn't really require anything else. Didn't, you know, do you, the whole, like, kid and caboodle and get all, like, power fucking thirsty and... Fucking locked down the whole state. But due to like political pressure, she had to do the fucking mask mandate. I would go down to Iowa during the whole summer and it was so nice not having to wear a mask anywhere. 
And honestly, you could go down there right now and still people like, you know, don't really even wear masks inside. Nobody says shit. And again, in Iowa, you don't see people like fucking, you know, the hospitals filled up. There's like one hospital in the area where I, uh, where I was going and it probably accommodated a population of maybe 100,000, maybe 90, 100,000. And, and you, you didn't really see them like, you know, freaking out and like hear the, like the, the talk of the town that the that hospital is just overwhelmed and everything. But the governor of Minnesota would come out and say, and blame the other states for the COVID uptick here and all the COVID positive cases. But we're a completely corrupt Democrat state with very weak Republicans. They, they just get away with murder in this state. I mean, fuck, we got... Keith Ellison is our attorney general. Could you pick a more fucking piece of shit Democrat? Wife beater, you know, Antifa, fucking... You can't even pick a worse guy to be your top cop in the country. Just completely, just green lighting all the Democrat organized crime you can imagine. The George Floyd, the Antifa, uh, everything. So, Do, 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 do. So, yeah. But you're starting to see on, like, a lot of websites and starting to, like, inch in the effort to kind of require the vaccination. They're getting you used to needing to have to be vaccinated to do things. First, it's the airlines. And then it's like travel agencies. And then it's going to be like concert venues. And and just everything to like just live. But at some point, there's going to be like a big... As more and more comes out that the vaccines are like really like fucking with people and people are dying from the vaccines... You're really going to see some pushback in a large segment of the population just not going to go along with it. For sure. But I don't know if they have plans for that. Because, like, across the world, they're starting to, like, put up these, like, COVID, like, uh, uh, quarantine camps from China to Canada. I know there's chatter here in America about it. Talking about, I, I want to say even somewhere that they, they're, they're talking about adding on to the St. Cloud State Prison uh, for COVID-19. And this was back in like last spring. A prison. 
How nice. And of course, since the people who who will volunteer and step up and like take the vaccine are, you know, they're they're the they're the they're the schmucks. They're the compliant. They're the they're the idiots. They're the ones deemed by the Satanists that they got no right to live because they are just so gullible and dumb. And and schmucks, you know, they're just they got no brains. They got they don't know they own. They don't even know they live. Okay, here we go. From RT. No freebies. Pfizer to charge for extra COVID nineteen vaccine doses as doctors squeeze vials of every drop to inoculate more people. That's right. Now you're going to pay more to take the vaccine. Now that the good guy Joe Biden is in, you're going to have to pay to take the vaccine because he's good. But when Donald Trump was like, nobody's going to have to pay for the vaccine and it's going to be voluntary to people who want it. We can't just force people to take it. But everybody, somebody who wants it, they can get it for free. Because Donald Trump is bad. And speaking of Donald Trump being bad, I mean, did you hear about this racist? This is like the most racist shit. Like right before he, uh, you know, left, like the day before he left office. He, I mean, I can't believe how racist this is. He pardoned Lil Wayne. My God. That is the most racist shit I've ever heard of in my entire life. But you know what? I mean, like, I don't really necessarily see this working out in the Democrats' New World Order favor. Because they're going to destroy everything. Like, everything's going to be fucked up. People are going to be broke. There's going to be... some craziness. It, It, You know, I don't know how... Totally, it's going to unfold. But it seems it's unfolding in a way where... It's unfolding in a way... Where it's acknowledged that the average population is the victims of these people. And the average, you know, population... It's like... You know, we're like refugees in this thing. Or victims, or casualties, civilian casualties in their war on civilization. So, as they do more and more stuff, and as Joe Biden is obviously like, you know, got Alzheimer's, Looking like a guy like escaping the old folks home. As all that happens, people are really going to have that contrast between what they believed from the good guys, supposed good guys, and what the actual good guys were doing. 
they will see that contrast and really like I want to say wake up and like know the whole like thing but they'll definitely realize they were wrong and I think it will be to another good thing is that during Trump they, everybody knew they were wrong but you know they were the underdogs they still felt like they were not the establishment but now you are they are completely the establishment on the corporate and government level all over the world NGOs everything they're just totally 100% establishment and so now their instincts say that you know they got to be against what they're doing and now they got a reason to follow their instincts and you'll still probably have some rogue groups of like Antifa Black Lives Matter is totally dwindling uh I remember like around Christmas time there's a mall in the Twin Cities, a very popular mall. You know, during Christmas time, so it was supposed to be the busy season. And Black Lives Matter did like they tried crashing like the mall on a Friday night. And apparently the group was just like of like twelve people. And the and this is like probably ten miles away, if that, from downtown Minneapolis. Like, it shouldn't have been just twelve people. In a very populated area. In the same county as Minneapolis. Like right down the highway from it. Well, is that Ridgedale Mall? It, it's, there's a, a highway called 394. That goes into Minneapolis like from the straight west. And right off that highway. Interstate 394. Is uh, Ridgedale Mall in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And it's a very, you know, a lot of, you know, Wyzetta and Lake Minnetonka is right over there. So a lot of rich people go to this mall. Suburban, you know, housewife, fucking rich. They go there and they couldn't get 12 people, 12 Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter people to crash it. So Black Lives Matter is dwindling. Because black people, I think, are knowing that they're getting duped. They're not dumb. They're street smart. Whereas the white person is just not street smart whatsoever. They are just only... They, they can't... I mean... You want, the, you want the white stereotype? The white stereotype finds a role model and doesn't try to, like... Be as effective as that role model. Study the role model to see what made them effective. They want to skip all that. That's way too much shit. They just want to have just go right to the image of said role model. And then if you attack that, then it, it you you attack you know that person's being because they put in so much effort to be like. Their role model, and you call them out that they're not their role model, they're going to fucking throw a temper tantrum. It's like the suburban white person that has all sorts of money, but they still choose to live in the fucking ghetto to be fucking multicultural. And pretend that they're like fucking really inner city. 
when they're they're actually from the suburbs, they've never been to a fist fight. They'll get robbed, and then they'll they just they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that just happens. You just get robbed sometimes." They totally don't defend themselves. A guy will hand his girlfriend right over to some fucking prison fucking street gang. Have them just fucking have a party on her. And they only have, the only time they feel they have power is if, when they're in their groups. Or, they can use someone else's power. They can attach themselves to some other authority or uh, somebody else with some leverage. They have they just they, they are just totally like unaware of their own self leverage in social situations. Maybe at work they can because you have a boss, there's a, a hierarchy. Uh so you know, it makes it a lot easier to attach yourself to a power. But in social situations where it's just there isn't a boss, you may have an alpha or something, but you don't have a technical boss. They uh, they can only, like, travel in groups and protest, and that's where they get their power. Oh, my goodness. And I'm doing this podcast a little late. I usually try to start these at, like, 7 o'clock at night or earlier, but lately they've, you know, been at 7 and I don't get it upla- uploaded to like 8.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30. But I started this at like, I don't know, 8.15 maybe. So I'm late. If you're up, that's awesome. I listened to this video today. And I can't seem to find it anywhere right now, but I'll link to it. But finally, Rand Paul has some, like, fucking fire under his ass. Like, he's always so, like, monotoned and so always, always so uh, rational, always so um, pleasant, if you will, measured, um, polite. But he kind of went off on George Stephanopoulos when George Stephanopoulos is like, you know, so will you say that Joe Biden won the election? And Rand Paul goes like, well, he doesn't say yes or no. But he says, okay, well, uh, there have been many reports of, you know, significant voter fraud. And when they have been turned over to courts to uh, reveal it or to investigate it or determine it, they have been turned down every time. So I'm just calling for an investigation until we have that. It's a, it might not, might not even turn out to be, uh, you know, that there's inve- you know, uh, voter fraud at all. Even though we know that there is, but he's just, like, kind of being fair. But can't you just say it? Just say it. 
Like, he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking say it. And he's like, I'm, it's not fair to you call, you, you guys call like the, like me and my colleagues, all, all of us are lying. Cause you say it's a big lie. You say that we're all fucking lying. No, don't be, you're, you're getting in the way you're supposed to be impartial and like bring somebody else on from the other side of it, give their take on it. But here you are speaking for them and no, you're not even a fucking journalist. He's not swearing like I am, but he is like getting kind of like, you know, some emotions are coming up. I'll link to the video. It's pretty good. And then, like, Stephanopoulos is talking about, well, it's been investigated by multiple law enforcement agencies and Donald Trump's own uh, attorney general, Bill Barr, said there wasn't any voter fraud. And, you know, Rand Paul, you know, eventually was like, well, he didn't say there wasn't. He said there's, that, you know, doesn't appear to be right now. It was, you know, it, that that statement wasn't really meaningful at all because it was just kind of like, it wasn't an official statement. It was just like, you know, like a press briefing and somebody asked him or something. But, uh, but either way, like they, the media will definitely do that. Like it's a bipartisan effort. Trump's own, but we all know Trump is the, his, his blind spot was he always brought in bad guys. He always brought in traitors. For one reason or another, I mean, I don't think it's because he's a bad guy either. You know, he was duped. He trusted them. Uh, because if you're a traitor against Trump, who's really trying to bring the you know country, you know, have its own power again, be sovereign again, uh, you're gonna bring out your big guns to like woo him and trust him and or gain his trust and do all this stuff. So there, you know, there had to have been an effort to like subdue him, if you will. So on some level it worked, you know. So you can't even blame Trump for that. I mean, you can get, get upset about it. And since you're kind of like a, a, you have a really distant view of the whole thing, you can see it, you know, from long ways away and but you're not up close dealing with the situation that's actually happening there in the room. You're probably in your living room or in your car and or you know at the bar talking to your friends or something. You know, talking about it, but definitely if you're not there in the room it, it's like kind of like an easier said than done type thing, you know. You know, like when you see, how did Hitler convince Germany that, you know, the Jews were bad and, you know, Nazi party and, and how do you get the Germans to go along with what he was doing? I would have never done that. Well, motherfucker, you weren't there. And you probably would have done that because you're so easily swayed in one direction or another that that totally would have been you.
Oh, gosh, there's some other stuff I was going to get to. Dude, stimulus. National file. There's something on here. Tulsi Gabbard, Democrats' domestic terrorism bill is a targeting of almost half of the country. That's right. Yeah, they're going to have a domestic terrorism bill where they're going to go after all conservatives, all Trump supporters. Uh, there was an article by RT somewhere. I'll find it, and if I remember, I'll link to it in the show notes about how the CIA, a memo came out saying that the CIA is paying, just going right to the uh, telecom companies and paying for people's personal information and their data their text messages, their phone calls, all that shit. They're just going straight to them and paying them. Because the CIA is pretty much autonomous. And they've been operating domestically, so now it's they're pretty much allowed to operate domestically. It's like, well, you never complained about that before, so why are you complaining now? You know, it's like... You buy a new house and you set up a fence... You have the property line, but you put the fence like six inches into your neighbor's property. Your neighbor never said anything, and then like ten years later, your neighbor's like, what the fuck, you've been in my property the whole time? What are you talking about? You were cool with this before. Takes it to court. The court's like, well, apparently you were cool with that before, so I wasn't cool with that. I didn't know. Well, not my fault. But it's just going to be, like, so obvious. I mean, what? yeah, here's this one that I came across. What was it? I think it was on Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge is good. It's a good site. Oh, yeah. Foreign states are, quote, clearly behind pro- Navalny rallies, says Russia lawmakers. So here we have this, like, Putin critic flew back to Russia, and he gets uh, arrested right away. And now there's a bunch of protests in Russia, and this is soon as shit. Biden gets in. This happens. Finally, the CIA is able to carry its mission again. Now we can get back to the program. Now we can take down Russia as a country that works to be a sovereign nation and break themselves out of the Soviet Union and back to a modern liberal society the best way they can. Again, by no means they're they're, they're perfect, but you 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 read some of like like the books that come out of academia like on you know, geopolitics and stuff, where it's like here, you read a book, uh, an academic book about like geopolitics or something, it's going to be affiliated with the Council on Foreign Relations or the Rand Corporation or the Brookings Institute 
or the Rockefeller Foundation, you know, some globalist, like, piece of shit. But there, it's like, they, they counter that. Like, that's their academia, is countering that. Like, they, like the stuff I'm talking about, like, the anti-New World Order stuff, and, like, the psychology, and, like, the philosophy, like, their academia is, like, pointed, just straight up, like, zeroed in and pointed in the right direction. I'm not saying their government, their government's, like, you know, got problems, too, absolutely. A little bit corrupt. People still falling out of windows. But their, you know, their 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 government, um, or their people, their people are like, you know, pretty. Uh, from my understanding, I've never been there, and I don't really know any Russians. But from what I'm seeing, like they're pretty classy as a society. It seems like, for the most part, they may have their heads on a lot better than your average Westerner. But where is this article? It's about, like, here's what we can see out of next week. So, preview of Biden's executive orders for next week. Next week, President Biden will continue his blitz, blah, blah, blah. He goes in. Healthcare day, Friday, immigration day. There's one that struck that that stood out to me. Here we go. Equity Day. Tuesday, Tuesday Equity Day. We're gonna make it a national holiday, and then we're gonna get to like take off school and you know, fucking bow to brown people. Because, you know, because all white people are bad. I'm sorry for being white. I know it's my fault. I admit it, I owned slaves when I lived in Alabama in 1835. I'm sorry. The president is likely to establish a policing commission. Oh, so this sounds like, you know, police reform, right? And reinstate Obama-era rules on the transfer of military-style equipment to local law enforcement. That's right. I remember when the first, like, you know, when we first saw Black Lives Matter in, uh, what was it, the, 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 the kid with the... Uh, Michael Brown was it or something? The cop shot him in Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri. And we first saw Black Lives Matter. And now a lot of of libertarians and stuff kind of supported them. I know at the time, InfoWars even, they didn't like support, support them. But they're like, okay, yeah, well, this is what happens when you militarize the police. And I remember, you know, I was in that Grey State movie. And, you know, there was another guy in the movie, 
another extra. And, you know, we were friends and stuff. And we were not friends, but we were acquaintances afterwards. And, you know, I had his Facebook and everything. You know, he's posts up some shit. But this guy's participating in, like, Black Lives Matter rallies. You know, shortly afterwards. You know, uh, at the Mall of America. Like, you know, big Black Lives Matter rally at the Mall of America. You know, not too long after Ferguson. Because it ties together with the fucking militarization of the police and the martial law thing. That was like, you know, the, the big conspiracy theory at the time. And still is, but, you know, since that got pointed out, the bad guys had to change their tactics. And especially since Trump got in, he hasn't let that happen. And I'm in and, and that totally makes sense. Like the whole Boogaloo thing seems like those people who have stayed there, like aligned with Black Lives Matter. And I I'm a Republican, but you know, I'm still a white bad white guy and you know, we'll 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 kill whoever you tell us to kill, you know, whoever your bad guys are are our bad guys too. But I it, yeah, I remember, yeah, that was, uh, I forget what year that was, but. But now here we go again. Militarization of the police, MRAPs. And now that they're being told to search for some domestic terrorists that are just fucking Republicans who. Don't like Joe Biden. With the total obvious double standards that are just completely, you you don't even want to even like argue on these double standards and like argue the other point because it should just be so obvious. Of when like, you know, Antifa comes out, Black Lives Matter comes out, burns down police stations, uh, shoots people execution style. Um, occupies, you know, downtown areas. You know, just doing what they do, you know. That's good and fine. But somebody who writes and listens to talk radio, somebody who has a podcast, somebody who criticizes the vaccine, any of these things are going to be considered domestic terrorists. And they need... They're, they're building it up, but they still need another reason to just pull the trigger on it. They still need another reason to make freedom people look like the bad guys. And... As I said in the last podcast, is you know, and I just literally thought about it, like, on the last podcast. I just, like, talked about it right when I, that idea came in. But I think it's a, it's definitely a possible, anything's possible. But there's a chance that there's going to be an actual biological attack. Maybe even, uh... They might even say it's like state-sponsored or something. You had a pro-Trump group that worked with Russia 
to release a bioweapon in the United States. Because Bill Gates said, yeah, this is not the real uh, biological event here. This isn't the real uh, pandemic. There's going to be another one, and it's going to be bioterrorism. That, I think, is what they're going to do. I think they're going to... Yeah, I think they're probably going to use Russia. Russia's going to deny it, but that doesn't fucking matter because we've already cut their media off like crazy anyway. And shit, it could be right on the back of these all these protests that probably are going to gain momentum and be a big thing. Another 1917, you know, kind of Bolshevik-style revolution going on, funded by George Soros. Going on, and then, you know, they'll be like, oh, the Putin government in a last-ditch effort for some reason fucking worked with a pro-Trump group to release a bioweapon because it had a... I mean, if they do actually release a real bioweapon, it has to come from a fucking lab, you know, and they don't, you know... Your citizens don't have fucking, you know, bioweapons labs. So I think that they're going to, that you know, if that doesn't happen, I mean, like, then that would make a really good thriller novel. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to my filler podcast today. And thanks for bearing with me while I've had a few. I think a lot of this stuff from the bad guys is going to be attempted. But it's definitely not going to have the effect as intended. Because this whole thing rolled out since... January 6th, the, you know, storming of the Capitol has been, it has not gone on, gone on on the right foot. Has not started on the right foot. Has not, they flubbed it. And since they still got to keep doing it, they have no choice but to keep flubbing it. And every time they flub it, they flub it more. Because that's the momentum. Like a like a tire wobbling. It's eventually, you know, going really fast. And it wobbles as it goes faster down the hill. And eventually it's just going to fall over. That's just going to uh, go on. Anyway. Take care, guys. Until the 41st episode. Please share. The American Schmuck at ProtonMail.com. Take care, guys.